All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Wit and Matt. Hey, guys. Guys, we've come to the end of the road. It, I know, I know. It was it was a good run. The season was fantastic. And the Super Bowl, it, it was way tighter than I thought it was going to be at halftime. So it was a good game. It was a fun one. I enjoyed it a lot. It wasn't a classic by any means. It didn't live up to the playoffs. But it was a good Super Bowl, had some good moments. You know, and I think the biggest moment that I'm going to take away from this whole thing wasn't so much the game, but it was more so the environment that we watch the game in. Like, your oldest was fully invested. Like, how cool was that? That was a ton of fun for me because she has shown very little football interest until just as of late, and she was locked in. I know she was having fun hanging out with us. I let her do a little bit of betting. Yeah, there you go, $2. made some money. <laughs> she okay. lost money. She did not win anything. Okay, well, it's her first run. It's her first run. So, which is good. She needs to learn that betting loses money for the most part, unless you're super smart like me. <laughs> and I came out <laughs> even. Oh, there you go. You never want to make money. You just want to be even. That's for, the goal, right? For tax purposes, never make money. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. But I'm, I really am. I'm glad that, you know, she got to have that experience. This is going to be the first Super Bowl that she's going to remember. And she's just going to remember being able to go crazy and yell and understand what was going on. Like, that's that's a huge thing. And, like, that's one of the biggest things I'll take away from just this game. Oh, yeah. That was – it was awesome. So that was tons of fun. Um, grats to the Rams, though, right? Good on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Get on into the game, for sure. For sure, man. I it's crazy because when you're watching the game, you thought for sure like the Rams are just going to stall in the second half, which for the most part they did. But that defense stepped the fuck up in the second half. I felt real confident in our prediction. We both predicted Rams winning that first half, the Bengals mm-hmm. coming back in the second half. It looked exactly according to plan until they just couldn't finish it. Right? The Rams, oh, they came back and then the Bengals couldn't really do much other than that first score in the second half Mm -hmm. they really weren't able to get much done as a tale of defense in that second half and it came down to the one thing that you and i've been talking about even before jamar chase got signed the protection for joe burrow he got sacked seven times in that game what was it he got 20 sacks over the the entire postseason that's crazy i think he had 70 over the whole season it was one of the highest totals ever in a season that's nuts. Like, you can't have your franchise quarterback be successful long-term behind them, something like that. No, we saw what we were concerned about in that game. He got his ankle rolled on. The more hits you mm-hmm. get, the more likely something like that is going to happen. Yeah, and when you saw him go down, like my heart just sunk. I was like, no, no, this can't be happening. Not now. Thankfully, he was able to come back, but they have to address this. Have to address it. He will not survive. That's got to be a huge offseason push for them is to solve that line. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You're in the biggest game of your life, and it's coming down to everything. They make a pass in your general direction. Do you lay out for it, or you just kind of watch it go past you? I would kill a motherfucker (laughs) to get that ball. (laughs) I'm going to lay out, lay my ass out. Oh, I don't understand what P. Ryan was doing on that. I'm with you. Like, we were talking about, I wish we could find a better angle, like, from the other side to see exactly how close it was to him. 
but from the broadcast view, it looked like it was within his ability to catch that ball. Like he just laid it out for it. He could have been and he could have got it. I saw a replay of the broadcast view again, seeing it a second time. It still feels like he could have easily just dove, at least make the effort. If you can't get there, try to do it. Thank you. Okay, and if you're if you're talking about again, this is the biggest game of your life. I, I'm leaving everything out there. Like I don't care. Like oh, I couldn't get to it. No, 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 no. I, I'm like you. I'll stab. I'll bite somebody's dick off to get to that ball before it touches the ground. And it doesn't look like he gave any effort. Didn't. But I guess the bigger question too, though, is why was P Ryan in there and not Mixon, who'd been having Good a point. day. Good point. You know. And this goes back to what was it that third and third one and or something like that? Yeah, that third and one. Why? Why was P Ryan in there? Why'd you it run didn't make against sense. Aaron Donald? Well, you just said it though. They've been having success running the ball, but I think they had early success running at Aaron Donald until the second half when they started overloading a side. So I, I'm not sure what the the thought process there was, but. Samanja P. Ryan didn't do enough to be the guy on those two downs. Not to me. Not to be your guy on your drive. Your season came down to one drive. You keep your best players out there. I don't care about anything else. Keep them all out there and try to win the game. I don't know why you overthought it and put P. Ryan in. So speaking of your best players, right? Did you see the compilation of uh, Jalen Ramsey covering Jamar Chase? I did not. Okay. So Jamar Chase was getting open a lot. Even on that very last play we were talking about, made Jalen Ramsey fall and he's wide open for the go-ahead touchdown. The difference was that offensive line. They they couldn't give him enough time to see or get to that read because Jamar Chase was working Jalen Ramsey if he was being covered by him. That's impressive. That shows you how important a good pass rush is because that protected yeah. them. But Aaron Donald's a nasty, just terrible man. Can control oh, a game absolutely. all by himself. What D-tackle can do that? A D-tackle can just take yes. over a game. That's insane. The fact that we're talking about a defensive tackle who is a multiple defensive player of the year player, like at that position, that's mostly a thankless position, right? It's a guy who's supposed to eat up runs, not really get a whole lot of sacks, plug holes. Aaron Donald is a force of nature. We saw him repeatedly get triple teamed yeah. on the line. That's absurd to get hit three blockers, which is also yes. why they got seven sacks, I'm assuming. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But we even talked about it, though. How do you neutralize a pass rush like that? Screen game, you know, quick passes, slants, anything just to get the ball out of his hands. Anything where you have more than a three-step drop is normally going to be a negative play. We were yelling at the TV for Bengals to do that. Oh, yeah. They should have listened. Do you think, after all this is said and done, there's been the reports, do you think that Aaron Donald retires now that he's got his ring? I don't think so. He's still not that old. Why not keep coming back? The team's largely going to stay together, right? Right. But in the same breath, I mean, you've seen other players retire in their prime. Not under the same circumstances where they've just come off of a Super Bowl win and have a hall of fame career resume but you've seen it happen i mean he could he's accomplished everything he needs to do but i guess it depends personally for him yeah he has nothing left to prove though to anybody i think he passed that even before the super bowl 
I don't think, and we talked about this, I don't think Super Bowl should be the benchmark for a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Because it takes more than just you to get to a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Agreed. But to go out when you get the sack, or at least cause the pressure on mm-hmm. the last play of the Super Bowl, and you get to get up and be like, ring me, bitches, ring me. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Like, that's, you can't write a script better than that for a retirement, so. I don't know. I didn't hear about that at all, though, until the game came up. And then all of a sudden people were like, oh, he might retire. So I don't know. So, I mean, I know that he's still under contract, so it's not really a, a tactic there. But I mean, maybe. I mean, the NFL, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And he's been one of those dominant players for the last eight years. At some point, what's the quality of life, I guess, is what he's looking at. I mean, he's still... Obviously, one of the best, if not the best, defensive player. So I would keep going and keep making that money. But it's got to be a ton of work to do that. Exactly. You know, and I think he's got like four or five kids. And at some point, you kind of want to spend time with them. I mean, that makes sense. Speaking of someone with kids, what about Matt Stafford? We're going to be remiss if we don't talk about the Super Bowl and we don't talk Matt Stafford and or Cooper Cup. You're absolutely right. I mean, Matt Stafford, he he climbed the mountain. He got it done. I, he proved me wrong. He proved a lot of naysayers wrong. The only person who believed in him from the very beginning was Dan Orlovsky. That was the only one I could think of. He was on the table every day. Dan knew. He's always right. Oh, less I, like, I feel like I was pretty high on Matt Stafford. I wanted him for Washington. No one ever questioned whether or not Matt Stafford was good. It was always, could he, could he get past that hump? I know. I feel dumb. I... I think we talked about both Cincinnati and the Rams getting Super Bowl, and both times I was like, I don't think they'll be able to do it. They proved us wrong, or proved me wrong at least. Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. yeah, proved all the haters wrong. He had a good game, though. I wouldn't say like he I mean, he didn't get the MVP for a reason. Like He didn't have an amazing game. He made some plays when it really mattered. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup has just as much to say about everything than Stafford does. He did have that one bad pick, though. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that game was a microcosm of his career. He made good throws, but then he had bad plays, and he had to find ways to dig his team out of his bad plays. So great, great for him. Don't take anything away from it. I'm sure he's coming back next season. They're going to find a way. They, I'm sure they want to run it back. But more power to him. But let's go ahead. Let's move on to Cooper Cup, though. Cooper Cup has what's arguably been the best season of any receiver ever. Bar none. Like, that's insane. People are going to put the asterisks of the extra game. I, mean, I can understand the argument, but I think it's a moot point. Yeah, it's it's fair, but you're right. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything. Everybody else had the same opportunity this season. Exactly. And he went above and beyond still to get the triple crown for receiving, the MVP, offensive MVP, and of yeah. the Super Bowl MVP, offensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Like, so, sorry, he's not the NFL MVP. He's the offensive player yeah. of the year. So, yeah. like, that's insane. And any receiver could have done those things, too. Agreed. Agreed completely. And I think you were saying it before, by the end of it, his total yards, even in the postseason and the Super Bowl, 2,500 yards or something like that. Something insane. I think it's like 24, like, but still, that's absurd. That's that's ridiculous for a wide receiver. Like but, 22 touchdowns? Um, Cooper Cup, he's, he reminds you of, uh, God, 
and I say this not as a person who watched him play, but I watched a lot of, you know, old clips and I know the stats. Steve Largent reminds me of Steve Largent. Great route runner. Always found a way to be there for your quarterback, to be where he was supposed to be in the route. He's not imposing physically. He's not particularly fast. He's not a burner. He's not going to blow you off the line. How does he beat you? With his feet. He is cerebral. That's a great example. That's hit the the nail on the head for Cooper Cup. Like you look at him, you believe he should be on an Amish farm. Like he should be out there playing <laughs> against these guys. And he's out there whooping ass, just getting open all the time. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, he knows where to go. He's shifty, quick, and makes plays happen. Just consistently makes plays. It's crazy. So do you think this creates a, a shift in the mindset of these NFL franchises where they're not looking for the fastest receiver or the thickest receiver or the biggest receiver? They need to be looking for the best route running receiver. Well, that's what we've been talking about for a while. We love our route runners. Yeah. I think maybe some extent people are still going to always fall in love with all the uh, physical stats for people. I think what we're going to see more from the Rams is more teams going all in to win this year, pushing all their chips oh, into the table yeah. again. We saw that happen after the Eagles did it in one, and the Rams have yeah. been following suit for a while. And now that and they the Bucks got, did it in one, the Bucks did it. So we're, I think we're going to see more aggressiveness from teams that feel like they're close, one quarterback away. We're going to see them just going all in. I mean, we're already seeing that in the uh, in this off season. We've had the Commanders come out and say it. We've had the the Eagles uh, have just come one? out and said they're looking for a QB. Yeah, the Eagles. I know the Colts are going to be getting rid of uh, Wentz. And what was the last one I was just thinking of? This. Uh, oh, God, what was the other team? Uh, the Saints. Saints. That's what it was. Makes sense. There you go. We're going to see a bidding war for some of these veteran QBs that are available on teams that they're leaving from. Yeah. And they're going to be just getting paid like crazy. I know we've talked about the Deshaun Watson thing and the scenarios at nauseum, but... Do you think, based on the mindset right now, how fresh it is for these NFL franchises, that they're willing to overlook all the potential backlash and negativity that could come with it and just go out and go get him? Yes. I could see someone like the Eagles doing it. They have a running quarterback now, right? Mm -hmm. They were willing to do well, and they changed their offense to make that work. You get a better version of that in Deshaun Watson, who runs less but can throw better? Yeah. Like, And then you think, oh, well, pair him with Devontae smith like mm-hmm. how awesome is that going to be you have those extra first round picks i think they have three yeah they've got three they've like got 17 18 and like 19 or something to make it happen plus howie roseman he probably needs to do something at this point like it's getting probably warm if not hot he seems to survive no matter what but i could see that being a move that he's gonna like let me do that and that gives me a couple years okay i mean you you're absolutely right when you say that you know this past season the fact that they made the Super Bowl bought him some time. But you're right. I can see him being the guy to be like, hey, we, we got to make something happen here. And they got the ammo to do it. You can even trade um, Hurts at that point. Maybe the Texans are you know, want to take a chance with him. You know, okay. you know they have All lots right. of you know draft capital. They have a young quarterback. They could always try to say, we'll give you him. That way you have like him and Davis Mills. You could try to see who maybe somebody works out. So I'm going to go ahead and put my prediction now that the Eagles are going to be a big player in the Watson lottery. I hope you're fucking wrong. I really do. I do not want to see that dude twice a year. 
I've been wrong a lot. So let's hope that trend <laughs> continues, that late trend. All right. All right. Well, then let's talk about the other team in this game, the, uh, the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. What happens now? What, do they make it back to the top of the mountain? How do they, how do they build off of this team? We talked about it earlier. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Their defense plays good enough. We were impressed the whole game. That defensive line, holy shit. They were in the backfield almost every play. They controlled that game on the offensive, yeah, defensive line. They did enough to win the game. The thing mm-hmm. that lost them was the offensive line. Go all in on offensive line. So they're going to have the 31st overall pick. There's a lot of deep talent in the draft this year at O-line. So they can easily find a guy to help them. But I think they're more than a guy away. I think they need an end. They need some interior help. They need a lot than just the one position. So, but we'll see. I think you're right, though. That's that's where they have to attack. Yeah, try to sign a free agent or two. We saw the Browns overhaul their O-line pretty quickly with some draft picks and a couple of free agents. Try to follow that suit. But go all in. Keep your QB healthy. (laughs) Keep him safe. It's true. Do whatever you have to to keep Joe Burrow safe. So do you think that we see them in another Super Bowl? That's so hard. It's so hard to get back to the Super Bowl, especially in that AFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but, man. But if there's anything we've learned, a good quarterback can mask a lot. So th- there's always the chance. But I, I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to see them have the same success. I think they caught a lot of teams off guard this year. And – they got very lucky, and the ball bounced their way a lot. I don't, I don't know if we're going to see them in the Super Bowl again. It'll be interesting to see how defensive coordinators respond to Jamar Chase now that they have an offseason to study him, see mm-hmm. what teams have done to try to shut that down. The Bengals do have a competitive advantage by having their quarterback and two of their receivers on rookie contracts. That saves it's you true. a ton of money to spend elsewhere. They got to be aggressive and spend that money on some shorter term deals and that way when you know it's time to resign those people they're falling off but make a push you could probably keep it going okay so i know that there's been talk about uh zach taylor getting an extension and it's well earned well deserved now with that said do you think this is a situation where we have like a dan marino type scenario where great quarterback good team you just he got there early, and he, we never see him get there again. Do you think Joe Burrow ever gets to the Super Bowl again? Ooh, if I have to say yes or no, will he get back to the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes or no. And this is something that I'm going to hold for the next five to ten years. That's tough because it's so freaking hard to get back. Yep. A lot of quarterbacks go once, maybe twice. I'm going to say yes. He's going to get back at least one more time. Do you think it's with the Bengals? Yes, I don't think they're going to let him leave ever. Well, I mean, we never thought that the Detroit Lions would ever let Matt Stafford leave. That's true. We didn't think the Patriots would ever let Tom Brady leave. I must still say yes with the Bengals. Okay. But since quarterbacks now have 15 to 20-year careers, I think somewhere in that stretch he'll get there at least one more time. That's a pretty high order. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. He's never been back since 2010. It's tough. What do you think? So, I don't think so. Baby. I don't coward. 
<laughs> How is that a coward? Okay, that is a definitive answer. No, I don't think he, we see him in another Super Bowl. I hope I'm wrong. I really like him. But you look at the other quarterbacks in that conference, I, I have a hard time putting him over Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I, I mean, yeah, I think he's better than like Derek Carr, but those other guys, you got to get through to get back to the Super Bowl. They're not going to be catching people by surprise. So I get what you're saying with that. But I think it's, if you have one of those top groups of quarterbacks, some of it is the rest of your team. I think that's the Chiefs problem this year was that they're having a hard time managing their defense with so much cap allocated to the offense on their key players. So they have, you know, this depends on how you build your team. They have a long time before Joe Burrow gets the next record sending contract to try to do something. Now, yeah. once that happens and they pay him $70, $80 million a year, I don't know, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, we're seeing that already, you know, coming away from the Bengals, but the Kyler Murray Cardinals stare down right now. You know, he wants money. He wants to get paid. And Lamar Jackson is about to get paid. These guys are about to reset the market to astronomical numbers. So... I don't know how you build teams with these kind of these kind of contracts. It's going to start causing ripple effects in other contracts because teams won't have as much money to pay those top tier wide receivers and won't have enough money to pay other positions. And we're yeah. going to see things adjust and change. And I don't know how it's all going to play out. It's really interesting in my mind to see how these mega QB contracts ripple to everywhere else. Exactly. And you can make the argument that the cap keeps increasing by 10% or whatever every year. That's not enough to keep up with these contracts. Not at all. No, not unless they start tying the contract to the cap. As some people have proposed to say, like, your contract is 20% of the cap. Mm-hmm. And it'll just adjust as the cap adjusts. That way we know we're allocating this X amount of cap to you. And you never have to worry about being under or overpaid. We're just giving you this amount. Outside of that, though, it's, you know, I don't know how you control it because every new QB apparently wants to reset the market by $5 million. Every single fucking one of them. And Baker Mayfield, he's going to be the same way. He's going to want a shit ton of money for basically doing nothing. For being a glorified game manager. Mm-hmm. But it's the nature of the beast in the NFL. And they kind of created it with their push to make more offense and scoring. Yeah. Well, I think this actually works as a perfect segue to our next segment where we're talking about some of the notable free agents that we're going to be seeing coming up. And we're going to just be talking about the the places we think would be great fits for them. This is great. As a Washington fan, the offseason is my favorite time of year. <laughs> it's when we win, right? We win the offseason more often than not, according to oh. Bruce. Old well, Bruce you know, Bruce. I mean... Curtis Samuel was the steal in the get of free agency, right? Him and William Jackson the third. Oh yeah. Talk People about two recognize. great free agent signings. God. I had so much hope. <laughs> they were smart though. They were essentially they were three year deals that were essentially had two year outs. So it wasn't long term commitments. It wasn't some safety that we signed for seven years for huge money. And we're not gonna talk about who that is. So it wasn't that bad like it was a miss kind of so far but it's an easily fixable miss by getting rid of him 
oh, that's meant like if Curtis Samuels doesn't come back healthy, it's not like it's going to strap the team for years and years to come. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I got you. I got you. It's better Good to call. get like a foul than get an out. Like Landon Collins is messing with the team. <laughs> they can't get rid of him easily, and he's not that great for the, everyone. System. Everyone, you should see Matt. Like you're hearing him like banging on the desk. Like he is hot about this. <laughs> like, Landon Collins' contract was garbage. These other ones, if you miss in free agency, do it to like a three-year deal with a two-year out. That's not that big of a deal then. And if they work out, just sign him at that point again. All right. Okay. All right. Well then, let's look at some of these notable free agents. Let's start with the first one, Devonte Adams. What do you think is a good fit? Washington. <laughs> Everyone not a dream <laughs> fit. Not a dream. Not a dream fit. What's the best fit? Oh, best fit for Mr. Adams. I don't know. Maybe he needs to go somewhere where they need receiver help. The Patriots. That's a lot of teams. A really dominant number one receiver to go with Mac Jones. Okay, that's not a bad play. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in the AFC, but I'm gonna go to the Raiders. It's got an established relationship with Derek Carr. They need an, a number one outside target, and that just seems like it. It marries itself perfectly. That's a really good spot for him to go to for sure. Um, I mean, there's plenty of teams that could use a bona fide stud number one, though. Anybody with True. plenty of cap. I, that's always when it's going to come down to. I, we've made this list not looking at team's cap situation. These are just the best scenarios best that we can come scenario. up with. Scenario. Yeah, the Raiders would be perfect. I think so. I think so. But I'm going to have to throw in the pads. Okay, okay. Uh, who's our next guy here? Uh, you spelled his name right. It's Armstead? It's Taron Armstead, but it's not my fault. It's uh, autocorrect, but Terror Armstead. And that's a tackle? Yes, he's the tackle from the Saints. So then easy answer, if he's a good tackle, is that he needs to go <laughs> to the Bengals. <laughs> I think his services are going to be in high demand. Between the Bengals, the, uh, the Chiefs, could use more the Chiefs that was the other one. Uh, you could even make the argument for the Jags. They need O-line help. Okay, but of all of them, you're going with the Bengals is, the best, is his best fit. Yes. I don't know enough about his blocking techniques, but mm-hmm. they need a, if he's a good free agent tackle, they need to back up a truck and just give him a shit ton of money. I would concur. If anything... Because of all the reasons we pointed out earlier in this episode, they lost the Super Bowl because of O-line play. Well, we saw that last year with the Chiefs. They lost the Super Bowl because of O-line play. So, this shit matters. Yeah, it looks like he allowed one sack last year. That would be Damn. a huge step up for, I, fuck <laughs> for <yeah>. Joey B. <laughs> so, I would definitely go all in. I mean, it's the one I think everyone's going to get linked to for him, too. Mm-hmm. But. I think any offensive lineman uh, free agent this year is going to be linked to the Bengals. As it should be. For sure, for sure. All right. Who's our next guy? Uh, Let's move on to Chris Godwin, another receiver. I think there's a few receivers this year that we'll be talking about. Well, teams don't like to pay big play receivers for whatever reason. Unless you are like the top guy, you don't get paid. It's because it costs a ton of money. And then with the college game going so heavily to receivers – so yeah. many people getting put as a receiver, it's not that hard to replace them, right? We keep talking about value picks or second and third round for a receiver. Would you rather pay $20 million for a guy who's your number two or draft a second round pick? Agreed. Agreed. 
So where do you think a good fit for Chris Godwin would be? Ooh, Chris Godwin. Uh, what? Kind of a slotty receiver there? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't... They didn't use him so much in the slot. They used him in the uh, as the number two guy, right? But he's got the shiftiness to be the number... Or to be the guy. It's more about his consistency. Like, I feel like he has... Like concentration drops a lot, but he's shown that he can be very productive too, though. Oh fuck yeah! Of course, he's... who's not going to be productive in that system though? Yeah, that's the thing though. I don't know. I kind of feel like the Bucks just keep him where he's at. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Uh, the other option that I was looking at is you can make the argument that maybe he goes to Atlanta. Atlanta, they're talking about potentially coming off of Calvin Ridley, and he could be a good option who's cheaper. That's not bad. Not bad. So we'll see. Maybe even like the Saints. Michael Thomas the, hasn't come back. The Saints could use a viable number two to take uh, to take some of the pressure off of Michael Thomas, but it's always going to come back to who the fuck's throwing the ball. True. That's so, a big question mark for them. Shit, that's for a lot of these teams. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then that brings us to Chandler Jones. He asks for a trade from the Cardinals. They deny it. And what does he do? He just goes off and he rips off a ton of sacks this season. Everyone wants edge pressure. Everyone wants to be able to get to the quarterback. Who do you see him being the best fit for? Hmm. Chandler Jones. Who could use better pass rush to get there? I'm going to need a second to think about that. Have you thought about it? I have thought about it. So, I don't even think you need – you don't need him to be your best pass rusher because he is like 31 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you want him to be more like a complimentary piece, kind of the way the uh, the Rams did with Von Miller and pairing him up with Aaron Donald, right? So if it's me and I'm looking at that, I'm looking at the Browns. Like what better thing you could do to help Miles Garrett than to get another guy – who is just as productive. They tried to do that with Jadavian Clowney, and it, the experiment didn't work. Hmm. So that's going to be my pick, but I'm curious to see what you would say. What you would say. I'm going to piggyback off kind of what you said. The Broncos, they could use some more help. They got rid of Von Miller. Chubb's that's not true. bad, but let's that's true. get more pass rush. They have a great secondary. What can Ooh, help yeah. in good, a great secondary get even better? Pass rush. God damn, that is a good one. I Honestly, I didn't even bring them into the equation. But if you could pair Chandler Jones with Bradley Chubb in the back end of that defense, I mean, that could be really scary. There you go. There you go. Broncos know who to get. All right. Okay. All right. Who's your next guy here? Uh, you got Mike Williams on the list. See, lots of receivers. It's true. Uh, I think he stays in Los Angeles with the Chargers. He's developed, uh, yeah, he's developed a rapport with Justin Herbert. Exploded this season. I, I don't see them trying to fuck that up. He should stay there, and they should do whatever they can to keep him, especially since, why am I blanking on their other receiver's name? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's always injured, it seems like. Every other yeah. season, at least, he's out. So you need a consistent guy who has a good connection with Herbert. Why start over, spend the money, keep him there? Okay. All right. All right. All right. I think that's a good play. I'm with that one for sure. All right. Let's move on to Mr. Allen Robinson out of Chicago. They should keep him. I don't think they do. 
where you think he should they're, go? They're probably not going to keep him because that entire organization is a clown show. So for me, I think he, I don't think he's going to demand a whole shit ton of money. So he could be in play for a lot of teams. I would probably say he has a good opportunity going uh, to the Colts. Colts have a great running team, or have a great running back. They have a great line. All they need is some threats. I know they have questions at quarterback, but how do you help your quarterback have fucking weapons? That's fair. that route. Okay, well, I'm going to go the Browns. They need oh. receiver help. They got they rid just of OBJ. OBJ. Landry they, hasn't done a ton. It's because Baker Mayfield is not good. I, I know, and that's that would be the one problem because he might get grumpy there too. My other, he might, I'm gonna he throw will. back to the Patriots because they need some help at receiver. So they need to get somebody. And Allen Robinson is also quite good. Well, if anything, we've seen that the Patriots have no problem double dipping in the free agency pool for the same position. We got like eight tight ends last year or some shit. They did, and they barely used one of them. Well, Hunter Henry came on late at the end of the season, but uh, Johnu Smith was not worth his $10 plus million. Poof. Okay. All right. I, I could see them making that play as well. Good call. Good call. All right. And then we've got Randy Gregory, edge rusher from the Cowboys. This one hurts me. So I'm looking at you. So Gregory, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw him – well, it depends. If Von Miller stays with the Rams, then no. But if he leaves, because he might, I'm going to say Randy Gregory to the Rams, because they always like to get these older veteran pass rushers to come in and play an important role. Okay. All right. I am going to keep him in the NFC East, and I'm going the Giants. Giants need an edge rusher. Okay, they've got pieces to that defense that Joe Judge kind of put together, and they were playing terribly. But, again, getting to the quarterback can solve a lot of problems. Randy Gregory, he's had his off-the-field issues. That doesn't appear to be a problem for him anymore. And the guy is a producer. I hope he stays with the Cowboys, but I think it could be a good fit in New York. Okay. Sounds like a good spot to go. I hope not. I would be happy to see him leave. (laughs) Just fall into obscurity and, like, I don't know. Where's a place where careers go to? Uh, Jacksonville. There it goes. Jacksonville. Go go to Jacksonville. That'd be perfect. All right. Another cowboy, Michael Gallup. Okay. Where where you think? What do you, what do you think? So I'm gonna throw this at you. How about Tennessee? They need a bona fide number two to go with AJ Smith. Julio Jones has not panned out. Okay. AJ Smith is more your big body guy. He can move quickly, but he's your big possession ish guy. Gallup, go take the top off. That's true. Gallup is your guy who who makes you stretch the field. I think the Cowboys will try to re-sign him. They can get him on the cheap. I think they'll try to re-sign him. Although I have seen reports that there are several teams interested in him, like the Jets and the Ravens. So we'll see what happens. I don't think the Ravens are a good fit because you already have a, a yeah. deep threat in Marquise Brown. And the Jets are the Jets. That's not a good fit either. Yeah. I mean, technically every receiver... Should, they should be looking at every receiver for the Jets. But <laughs> True. whether or not they're a good fit is different. Okay. And then we're going to come back to another offensive lineman in Brandon Sheriff, your guy, the commanders. Where where do you think is a good fit? Bengals. <laughs> Simple answer. <laughs> they need help. That's another name. They should throw a ton of money at him. A couple of years, see if he can stay healthy, but pay him a ton of money while they have the cap, while their offensive players are cheap. 
Okay. I, I will not disagree with you. Every offensive lineman needs to be in play for the Bengals. Every single one of them. <laughs> and then our last guy, right? Guy everyone kind of thought was done. His career was over. Just got injured in the Super Bowl. OBJ. What do you think happens? I think he should stay. Like He found a good spot there at the Rams. We've talked about it during the Super Bowl. I don't think he's your number one. But with Cooper Cup there, he's so good as the guy that's just the other weapon. And then with Robert Woods coming back, that offense mm-hmm. would be insane. I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. You saw the the extreme difference between that offense with OBJ on the field and off the field. He is a complimentary piece at this point. And if you have to have one, why wouldn't you want one of the best slot receivers in the game when healthy? That's the big caveat. He's been dangerous in that Rams offense. We haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Don't change a damn thing. And he's come out and said that he's willing to take a discount to stay. Figure out Mm. a way to make that happen. All right. Well, then, guys, that brings us to the, the end of our notable free agent wish list, I guess. So normally this is where we have our predictions section. I have one, but I'm not sure if Matt has one. He doesn't really like to do homework. No Prediction on what? So, prediction. Do you think I was right on the predictions or you were right on the predictions? Who won the predictions bet? That's my prediction. The predictions or the bets? The predictions bets. So overall, who wins? Me or you? Okay, who's winning? I'm going to go me. I have confidence. You bet with your heart, not your mind, my friend. Okay, as someone who has recently gone back and listened to to some of the bets, it's not looking good for you. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't flip me the bird. Don't do that. I was doing it through video so the audience doesn't know. But now I'm going to do it even harder. Boom. Double gun. (laughs) That is a pride obliterating finger, people. Uh, I'm hopeful, but we will see, I guess. All right. All right. We still have to figure out the, uh, the punishment. So we should be brainstorming that if you guys have any suggestions please feel free to throw them out there uh we're open to anything but no ass play no ass play nothing illegal i mean i'm not taking that completely off the table (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean that that wraps up our our episode today guys it's been a fucking awesome season and we've loved doing this with you guys every week It's been so much fun. I'm glad we got to finally do it. Our first NFL season podcast wraps up. We have more coming for this offseason. I love free agency. I love the draft. We'll be here to tell you what to know. Exactly. And just before we sign off, I want to say this. Guys, when when me and Matt first started this, it was more so just to have something fun to do. But we've seen over the, the season and our plays have continued to grow and get up there. And it's a direct result of everyone just like spreading the word, tell your friends, retweeting and all that. You know, we can't thank you guys enough. Please continue. If you're going to keep listening, we're going to keep doing it. I'm having a blast with it. So thanks again. Yeah. You're the reason we're here. Thank you so much, though. Uh, But definitely, you know, if you are enjoying it, make sure to continue to tell people about us. Make sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you find us. All that good stuff. Don't forget Matt's OnlyFans. Yes, I need more subscriptions. (laughs) As always, guys, it's a pleasure. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter, Delay of Game Pod. We respond to everybody, everything, anytime, anywhere. 
Yes, it's been a lot of fun. See you guys till next week. Deuces. Bye.